0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Even Stevens Ranked podcast, the podcast for all things Even Stevens. I'm Brittany Butler.
1: I'm Ethan Brim.
0: And today we are back, (laughs) getting back to the episodes. Exciting to be back. So before we get into it, just wanted to read a listener letter uh, because I really want to start opening our episodes with voicemails, letters, Whatever, from Um, our listeners. This email here is from Zaid. Z-A-I-D. Yeah,
1: I think it appreciate Zaid.
0: I'm just doing it how I see it. (laughs) Okay. Their title of the email is Underrated Gem. They say, Hey Brittany and Ethan, my name is Zaid. I stumbled across this podcast very recently and I'm so glad I found it. Even Stevens is definitely one of my favorite shows and it's crazy because it feels like nobody remembers it. Recently I convinced my younger siblings, who are 11 and 9, to binge watch the show with me and we had to pause pretty frequently because we were laughing so hard. You guys are so right that it was ahead of its time and holds up really well. I was Googling to see if there was any kind of fan community for the show and ended up finding your subreddit. I have since started listening to your podcast and I really love it. You guys are both great conversationalists and you have good chemistry, which makes the discussions feel really organic. Yee. Anyway... I don't have any questions or anything. I just wanted to say thanks for doing this and much love to you both. Nice. Aww, thanks, Zade. that was cool. Thank you, Zaid. That is awesome. And thanks for finding the subreddit. You're one of the 32 people now. Just the other day, it was 30. Now it's 32. Nice. I told you this thing's popping off. Nice. I don't know what's happening.
1: I. Uh, but I think um, to Zaid's point, I think it's more of like a kick in the pants compared to. The style of com quote unquote comedy that is there now in kids' shows. Yeah. I think it's just.
0: I mean, we talk about this a lot more, Yeah. <laughs> so I think,
1: but I'm like, to th- for nine and a nine and 11 year old to watch it. Oh, yeah. I just think that's cool. When I was mm-hmm. watching, I had, like, we couldn't pause it back then, but, like, we were laughing. Like, I'd be laughing hysterically at things. Mm-hmm. A nine and an 11 year old to watch it compared to, like, stuff that they probably usually watch, it's even. I think, more shocking to see what's on screen, too.
0: Yes, so thanks for that email. And if anyone listening, if you guys have anything you want to share, feel free to do that, of course. So, today, we are talking about Secrets and Spies, which is Season 1, Episode 11. It has a 7.4 on IMDb, and it's a 9.1 on TV.com, which is actually in the top 20 of the series there. Nice. Was directed by Peter Baldwin and written by Sarah Jane Cunningham and Susie Valandry. I have this episode ranked number thirty-three, and you, my friend,
1: I have it ranked at number four.
0: Number four, freaking top
1: five. It's my highest season one episode. Wow! When I was a kid, this at one point this was my favorite episode. I have like longed for this episode to come on.
0: Oh my god!
1: Yeah, I love this episode.
0: We'll, we'll find out why in a minute. Um, but did you guess? Well, you probably already knew what number.
1: And I, I, hadn't looked at the list in a while, but I guessed number four.
0: Okay, because yeah, I, was my I guess. like I think I've said before, my top ten is like grilled into my brain. So well,
1: yeah, you wrote like full on diatribes on like every single episode.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I have like my top ten fully ingrained in my brain, so. Any of my top yeah. ten, I won't be able to guess. It'll be pointless because I know. Yeah. Um. But for this one, I guessed anywhere between forty and thirty-five. So
1: okay, pretty, pretty was close. correct
0: there, kind of like smack dab almost. The IMDb synopsis of this episode is: When Ren's extracurricular activities become too much for her, Lewis decides to spy on her and finds out she has a secret life as a karaoke performer. So good. <laughs> So, okay. General thoughts. Um, Ooh. Ooh. What? Looking back at my notes here that I took from when I rewatched it a week, like two, three weeks ago.
1: Was it harsh or what?
0: I'll just read it. I wrote, initial thought on this viewing was boring. It's
1: not boring.
0: I circled it with my highlighter. Boring. When it ended, mom and I literally said, that's it? (laughs) (laughs) When I was guessing where I ranked it, I wanted to put it in the 40s or even 50s, but I put myself into the headspace I might have been in when I composed my list and came up with 35 to 40. So close. And then I underlined, I said, there are montages. Even though they tell the story, it feels boring. It's not really funny. They're kind of going through the motions without any real standout moments. Barring some small things and Ren singing, it's slow-paced, but not as good here. It's a good mystery if you've never seen it or haven't seen it in a while, but after you know what happens, it doesn't really work anymore.
1: Oh, no. That's what
0: my notes are. No, my God. That's what my general thoughts okay. in, my, in my written notebook say.
1: As an overview... I think this is a near-perfect episode. Lewis, I think, it's one of his best consistent, all the way, start-to-finish episodes in the whole mm. series. It's He's so good. He's so, like, off the hinges. And, I
0: always uh, forget about this episode.
1: It, there's so many good, just, like, little lines. I, I've probably quoted this episode more than any other episode.
0: Hmm. I can't even think of any quotes from my best quote. So I was good. like, I don't know. There's only two, and one of them isn't even really a quote. It's just like a... Well, thing he says well
1: you know me like for me
0: obscure this obscure like
1: subtleties like the minutiae of Mm -hmm. the episodes and and this one just a feeding ground for me for for this one i don't know i love it
0: okay i want to take a look back at what i said when i wrote my initial i mean my original review Mm -hmm. i wrote it oh my god i'll see what i thought exactly two years ago i said like the majority of season one episodes, this one is a little slow-paced, but it works here. It's part of the charm of the first season. I originally had this ranked towards the, quote, worst half of the list, but upon re-watching it, I found some things to like about it. Between Twitty's awful hit single, the terrible school <clears throat> band, Ren's performance, and the family sing-along, What's Not to Love, it's a bit of a roller coaster between Lewis and Ren, but ultimately turns out fine, which always feels like a well-deserved and happy conclusion. I also like how the episode isn't necessarily a Ren plot or a Lewis plot. It's blended, and I love when they're able to do that and have it flow so well. Also, yeah, again, I said this again. uh, If you've never seen the episode before, it's sort of a genuine mystery leading up to the reveal. It's actually difficult to figure out what Ren's been doing. It's a pretty solid episode, in my opinion, but not the greatest in italics. I mean, I can see why I thought that. I mean, it's not its not like I don't think that mm-hmm. stuff anymore, but it was just when I watched it recently, it was just falling flat for me, I guess. I don't know.
1: Yeah, um, don't get it. But I used to call this episode Tokyo Rick when I was a kid because I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just I like the Ren-Lewis kind of combo plots a lot. I think I think mm-hmm. my top 10 almost all episodes like that.
0: Yeah, my top as well starts getting, like, all blended plots as well. Yeah,
1: and then, of course, you get, like, a fun... Like, Donnie subplots are always kind of fun in this mm. one. I like the subplot with Donnie. Um,
0: in this one? Yeah,
1: I do. I like it. It's, just, it's
0: non-existent. It's,
1: but, know it's, it's kind of, like, it's just fun. I I think I like the character who plays Russell. Or yeah. the kid, the actor. But, I mean, he
0: Russell. does nothing.
1: I know, it's just funny, though.
0: <laughs> the whole... Subplot is maybe 60 seconds long. Like, it, it's literally we nothing. It. We should time it. So, is that all of your...
1: Uh, you yeah, want to dive me, into yeah, it? We'll, we'll get into it.
0: Okay. Plot point time. So it opens with Ren organizing her corkboard calendar. It's completely full. She has no free time Whatsoever, basically. Mm. And Eileen comes in with news about this internship for Councilman McKenzie, which, as a kid, that sounded like a foreign language to me. Like, what the heck? The way his name sounds... Councilman. Like, McKenzie with Councilman. Councilman McKenzie. Like, what are you saying? Councilman McKenzie. I just remember being confused. So, yeah. So, Eileen comes in with this uh, opportunity for Ren to intern for this Councilman, and... It always got me so mad, because Ren is clearly a little stressed, the way Eileen's like, oh, unless you think it's too much, and she's like, "She's like, no, no, it's okay. Like,
1: look at her board, it's full.
0: She's like, oh, look, you, you have this one little hour free out of your whole life, like, you could easily do it there, honey, I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, like,
1: your parents are supposed to be there. To like remind you to balance your life, right? Have yeah. like a little bit of free time just for yourself mm-hmm. or to do whatever you want to do, and I mm-hmm. mean, obviously they believe in that because we see it later on. But it just kind of it's a bizarre little thing, I guess.
0: This is going to be another one of the things I'll be excited to see in better quality when we get it on Disney Plus. Is the board? I thought that too, um, because I'm I'm pretty sure it says Wednesday at five PM, reading to the blind.
1: Yeah, I think that is... No, that is on there. I remember seeing yes. that when I was a kid, actually. It says reading to the blind, I'm pretty sure.
0: Ren is spending her free time reading to the blind. Like, give her a break, Eileen.
1: Yeah, for her internship, her 8th grade internship to counseling. McKenzie.
0: Oh, man. Uh, can you imagine
1: having an eighth, a 13-year-old as an intern?
0: No. I mean, a 13-year-old like Ren. yes, but... Maybe, yeah. Uh, but she's... Mm, she's supposed to be 14
1: maybe 14 yeah because she's yeah. probably like on the older side also i noticed that when eileen walks into the door she like does that thing where she knocks as she's opening the door
0: yes i'm like yes i wrote that in my review
1: why are you knocking when you're opening the door the whole point of knocking is before you open the door
0: <laughs> it's pointless yeah it's like yeah i'm being polite but i'm also not because i'm barging in here while yeah. i'm knocking
1: uh, yeah
0: So, Ren adds the councilman internship to her cork board, which always bothered me because she has everything looking exactly the same, and then she just puts this little (laughs) index card or, like, whatever it is that doesn't match anything else on her board, and it just bothers me.
1: It's so un-Ren-like for her. Yes.
0: I was like, I would expect her to write it down on the matching paper before she puts it on the board. Uh, But she just pins that there and she's clearly going to have a meltdown, so she goes into her closet and screams a very clearly soundbite scream.
1: Like a Wilhelm scream or something? <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah. It's, it's totally not coming from her at all. It's stock for sure. It's just a stock horror scream.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Lewis overhears... Ooh.
2: Was that you? No. Yeah. Huh? I was looking for my ski jacket. Your ski jacket, huh? That's funny because it's 80 degrees outside. Did I ask for a weather report? I don't think so. Get off my back.
1: Yeah. And, and he's, he's like, like what okay, the heck? She's, like, on edge right now, apparently. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So just like a little bit more and more, he's just getting a little suspicious about what's yeah. going on with Ren.
1: It like perks him up. He's like, okay, something's going on.
0: Yes, because it's not every day that Ren is screaming at the top of her lungs in her closet. Very strange. So then it cuts to dinner, where the Stevens family, they're doing this international delicacy du jour Mm -hmm. thing. I love this. Where I guess each family member gets to pick a Mm -hmm. certain dish from a certain country or cultural background or something. Mm -hmm. And Steve is, uh, did he say if it's Chinese or... Vietnamese. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yep, yep, because as they say in Vietnam... Now, since it's my turn
2: to cook our international delicacy du jour, I have chosen this traditional Vietnamese meal. Mm. You already have your pho thai. Pho thai. Very good. Now we will start with the sticky rice. Sticky, sticky
1: rice. Sticky
2: rice. rice. Very good. Bon appetit, everybody. Or as they say in Vietnam,
0: on oh, Nong Mang. Oh,
2: no no man. man. Very good.
0: Now that we have our Full volte. Full tie. Oh man! So I wrote in my notes. I was like, "So this wouldn't fly today." You don't think so? No. Why? I don't think it would. And yeah. there's a tweet in the tweet section that I think will support this. Um, but we'll get we'll cross Somewhere, that bridge so, when right, we we'll get talk, there. We'll talk
1: about it then when we. Talk
0: about <laughs> um. Anyway, but yeah, so Steve is doing this ridiculous accent or whatever, and that's why I'm just like. Mm.
1: He's trying to do an accent.
0: I know, but just the way he's doing it, I just like, I kind of cringe now. (laughs) Um, He's trying
1: to bring culture to his family. I
0: know that they're celebrating it. I know, I know. Um, But yeah, so they're having sticky rice. Sticky rice. Which, he just says sticky rice with an accent.
1: It's so good. So he says the word, like he says, And then everyone repeats, Four thai, like they're like he's teaching them. And then yeah. he says sticky rice and they all go sticky rice. Like they <laughs> <laughs> it gets me every time though. I just love this I love this little scene where they're just he's presenting the foods and
0: And he has that cow apron on. Oh yeah yeah. Anyway, so Ren is late for dinner. She's mysteriously not there mm-hmm. And then when she finally shows up late, Lewis notices that she has a yellow feather <laughs> underneath her like sticking out of her shirt <laughs> and I do like when he says, oh look, Wren's shedding
1: he's put it in my hat got a little cat
0: <laughs> <laughs> she so Wren tries to. Swerve the conversation away from the feather, because Eileen's like, Ren, why do you have a yellow feather? And she's suddenly just like, oh, yeah, uh, why don't we talk about this ceramic cat that Lewis broke?
1: So messed up. <laughs> oh,
0: little... oh, my God. Captain Whiskers, right?
1: Yeah. And then she just throws Lewis under the bus for this thing he did so long ago mm-hmm. in order to protect herself. Is Louis grounded.
0: Yep. Yeah. But uh, but I do like how Lewis is like, the thing was evil. Its beady little eyes followed me everywhere I went. And then
1: Donnie's all upset about it. I loved Captain Whiskers.
0: So Eileen sort of presses her. She's like, hey, so how was the meeting with Councilman McKenzie? Did you get the internship? Ren lies with a mouthful of food and is like, mm mm-hmm, yeah, I got it, yeah. yeah. We all know something's going on. Mm-hmm. Yellow feather, not fully committing to saying that, yeah, she got the internship. Something's going on. So later that night, Lewis is just sort of walking through the hall upstairs and he overhears Ren speaking very quietly in Japanese on the phone. (laughs) Um, And I do like this quote where he's like, hey, Hey, Stoolie, why Why are you speaking speaking in Japanese?
1: Japanese? Oh man, I used to call people Stoolie. Stoolie, I, (laughs) I still call people Stoolie sometimes.
0: It's the way Shia says it though. Yeah, of course, yeah. So he's officially convinced that Ren is hiding something at this point because why is she talking in Japanese under her breath in her room? It's just it's just a little strange. Yeah. So it cuts to Lewis in his room with Twitty, and he's trying to figure out what the heck is going on with Ren. So he has a whole presentation board set up, he's got all the facts laid out, uh, and he's he's just trying to break it down. He's trying to figure out what's going on. I like how this little scene starts with something that is very memorable, and I feel like a lot of people remember it, because I mean, I I might be generalizing because I remembered it from being a kid, Mm -hmm. but... Usually when I remember something like that, I just assume other people must have as well. But yeah, so Twitty is sitting there and he has his acoustic guitar, and he's just kind of playing around, and Lewis says,
2: "Ren is up to something." And the question is what. Well, she's a girl, and girls do weird things. Yeah. Hey, that's a great song title.
0: Girls
2: do
1: weird things. This is a great scene.
0: Yeah, I love this scene. This is this is a good one. This this always stood out in my memory. So Lewis is trying to break it down and he's pointing to everything that he has out on his presentation board and he's really grasping at straws trying to come up with some sort of story thread for everything that he's that he's uncovered so he's like okay yellow feather that's got to be big bird um you know yeah. the, the scream, scream mask, mask yeah. ghost face
1: it's like a knockoff scream ghost face mask yeah is it a knockoff yeah it's not a real ghost face
0: but close enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So he's got that, and he's got a map of Japan, and he's just trying to put it all together. Like, oh, yeah.
2: Big Bird, Feather, Big Bird, was on the run from Japanese spies, right? When Ren found Big Bird in our closet. (laughs) What? (laughs) And now
1: she's talking on the phone to Japanese.
0: To the Japanese spies, yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, he's just really stretching here because, like, nothing he can think of makes any sense.
0: And so this scene... You know, he goes, Look, like Ren always busts me when I do something, you know, and now she's running around. Clearly, something's going on, and I need to call her on it. Mm. And it's funny because there's a definite ADR right around yeah. here, an overdub, where he goes,
2: Ren hits me every time I do something, okay? And now. Little Miss Perfect has been running around the house all weird.
0: Why did they not even like try to make him match the inflection of what he might have been saying? It just sounds like when you call someone's voicemail and it goes like, "Hello, you've reached the voicemail box of Brittany Butler." It's not
1: even the same.
0: (laughs) It's not the same at all. And now, Little Miss Perfect is running around. That's always stood out to me, and I've always wondered what maybe was there originally or what was going on with that overdub. So I actually reached out to uh, Sarah Cunningham who wrote this episode. Really? Yes. I wrote to her and I asked her, I sent her the scene and I said, here's the scene to jog your memory. There's an obvious ADR overdub thing where Lewis says, little miss perfect. Do you remember um, what was there originally? Or, you know, why this happened? And she responded and said that she has no idea why. And her guess is that it was simply inaudible. But that was just a guess. Yeah.
1: Sometimes, like, if he, like you mumble something, they'll they'll be like, "God, ah, no one's gonna understand that."
0: Yeah, but it's just kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems like it. It was so rushed. It's like they just like rushed Shia back into the like a booth and just like, "Hey, just say Little Miss Perfect real quick." <laughs> All right, say
1: it again, Little Miss Perfect. All right, one more time, Little Miss Perfect. All right, great.
0: <laughs> no effort was put into trying to make that flow. Yeah. But uh but yeah. So that was kinda cool getting some sort of answer yeah. for that because cool. that was always bothering me and I just wanted to know. So Twitty starts singing different little versions of girls do weird things with every single sentence Lewis says to him.
1: It's so good.
2: Has been running around the house all weird and it's payback time. It's payback time, it's payback. Time. Okay, now look, I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna show you something. I'm gonna show you. Get out. Get out of my house. Get out of Lewis's house. Lewis is cool. Lewis is a big nerd. He is the biggest
0: nerd. So next in my notes and in my original review, I say... Now we move on to the tiniest, most insignificant subplot ever.
1: Yeah, you want to just, want, we should just wrap it all up in one go. <laughs>
0: Honestly, yes, we should just wrap it all up because right, it's it. really, yeah. So. Donnie needs help with trigonometry, which by the way, never studied that in high school. Really? Don't know if that's bad or not.
1: In my school it was either trigonometry or honors pre calculus.
0: I never studied either of those things. Really? Oh. <laughs> I think that's what happens when you go to an arts high school. Oh, you don't yeah, maybe. You don't do trigonometry or calculus. Yeah. So he ends up getting a tutor named Russell, and Russell's identity is kind of a mystery for a little bit.
1: Donnie makes a deal with Russell that if Russell helps Donnie out with with his trigonometry, that Donnie will help him meet girls because Russell has a hard time with the ladies, as Donnie puts mm-hmm. it. So he's just talking to him online, and then Russell agrees to meet Donnie at their house. Donnie answers the door, and and there's a little short kid who's was ten. Or something.
0: A little redhead with freckles that's yeah. just like, Bye, Mom! Yeah.
1: And the, and <laughs> the actor can't. who plays him is actually only two years younger than Shia, I believe.
0: No. Yeah, like to... yeah he's he's definitely young-looking. Yeah. So yeah, in my review, I had said, There's a good line here, though. Russell is all, Let's go meet girls! And Donnie's like, Look, kid, the only place I'm taking you is to a moon bounce.
1: <laughs> and he says exceptional
0: that's the highlight of the whole thing and that's pretty much the whole
1: subplot. the best part no the best part is when lewis comes in and he said who's the kid yeah and donnie's like oh uh yeah he's uh my tutor and then lewis just says so many jokes so little time yes i love that line <laughs> i've used that one a bunch too
0: that's pretty much it though i like that's that I was end.
1: entertained i like just how he says can i use your facilities and then he says... He's like, like,
0: the what? Oh, you mean the can? The can. Yeah, that way. He's like, I don't think we have those.
1: Yeah, he says, I don't think we have those. It's so good. I just like the little... I like Donnie, and Donnie just makes scenes better, I think, so.
0: I mean, I love Donnie, too, but... It was funny. Eh, it could have been better. doesn't really go anywhere.
1: The actor who played Russell, I thought, did a good job, too. He just really sold it, I think, to me.
0: Just a chipper kid. Yeah, he yeah. was
1: good. I liked it. <laughs> I think they thought of the idea, and were like, okay... Let's just throw it in one of the episodes, and then yeah. they threw it in.
0: So, uh, the next day at school, some random chick comes up to Lewis and tells him to thank Ren for her, because she got the internship with Councilman McKenzie.
1: She got the internship?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, she got the internship. This chick got the internship, not Ren. So now Lewis is officially really, really, really concerned now. Trying to figure out what's going on, the plot thickens. Mm -hmm. So then, yeah, we get a montage of Lewis following Ren around all day. He's hiding in mailboxes. Mm. That old lady screams and goes riding away on her motorized scooters, swerving everywhere. I'm like, like, what? (laughs) Like, like, I don't think that stuff's funny, though. Um, I'm just like, it's
1: like slapstick stuff. Yeah. You know what the problem is? We're getting into like season two stylistics now I think so I know with you some of the season two stuff is not your favorite yeah for me season two is my wheelhouse this episode is kind of like the first
0: out of all the season one episodes yeah, it's like you the first pick, one where yeah. we
1: kind of feel get that like season two vibe and mm-hmm. I think that's part of the reason I like it so much
0: yeah but what are the other things um
1: um well and then he just eventually follows her to Tokyo Ricks.
0: Oh, one where he's like hiding in the bushes at school, and then that dog comes over and like starts to pee on the bush. (laughs) So good. Hiding in the mailbox. Oh my God. I knew I saw this old lady before. Because my mom and I have been watching Gilmore Girls, and I'm pretty sure she might be on Gilmore Girls. Uh, I gotta look. Okay, no, no, I gotta look this up now. I swear to God, there's so many Even Stevens actors on Gilmore Girls, by the way. Really? Did you know that? No. Who? Okay, so. Mom's on season four now, but seasons one to three, right, was around the same time even Stevens was on. It premiered in 2000, I think, mm-hmm. Gilmore Girls. So uh, it goes up to like 2003. And they, I don't know why, but there was just a lot of even Stevens actors. So I'm talking Jason Bagwell.
1: I used to the total Gilmore Girls guy.
0: I'm talking little poopsie lady. Oh, really?
1: She's in a bunch of stuff.
0: Yeah. Her, um... Oh, God, I was writing out a whole list of the people.
1: Well, some of the writers and directors, I've seen their credits on Gilmore Girls before.
0: Yeah, because I was writing out a list of all the people I could remember. So, okay, so Jason Bagwell, that little poopsie lady, Principal Wexler, apparently George Anthony Bell is a professor. Oh, that's cool. And his name on the show is Professor Bell, like his own name. (laughs) <laughs> little Timmy from the episode we don't like oh, yeah. um he's like a boy scout I met him no way at Disneyland yeah that's so funny
1: I got a picture of him yeah
0: that is funny so him he's in one episode and then Gil
1: oh yeah Gil He looks like a total Gilmore girl's guy, too.
0: Yeah, Ren's short lived boyfriend, Gil, is in one of the very first episodes and he's like trying to hit on Rory. He's acting exactly the same, too, as Gil. He's acting like kind of dumb. He's just going in for the kill, even though she's there with her boyfriend. Yeah.
1: It's very, uh, you know, one dimensional, I guess. Gil didn't really have a lot to do. (laughs) I like Bobby Deaver. I thought he had more of a personality. Eh. He wasn't a good guy, I'm just saying. No,
0: yeah, 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 we'll, we'll, we'll get into him, but... Uh,
1: he was a unique kind of heartthrob, I think. Yeah. He was kind of, I don't know, he had his own little quirks.
0: So, yeah, so then Lewis eventually follows Ren to this Japanese restaurant called Tokyo Ricks.
1: I love that name, too, by the way.
0: And he's so confused, he's like, you know, they're, they're doing the flame cooking
1: and stuff. The teppanyaki, yeah.
0: He does that laugh, But <laughs> so he's like, this place is cool. Why is Ren here? And then this guy that, you know, works at the restaurant gets up on stage, he hops on the mic and he goes Up next on the mic we have the vocal styles of Isis. ISIS. <laughs> and he goes and it is great when Lewis goes, Isis and then i-s. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I Whatever.
1: Yeah, well, I wonder what that why that name though, you know. Right?
0: So basically, just real quick, we'll get back to Isis in a minute. Uh, Ren turns around, she's wearing a blonde 70s style wig, and she has a feather boa, and she's doing ABBA karaoke yeah. to Dancing Queen. She has
1: a, yeah, it's a total like Olivia Newton-John type of look, I guess.
0: Kind of Farrah Fawcett oh, yeah, kind yeah, yeah, of Fawcett. thing yeah. going on. And yeah, so like the yellow feather boa, which explains the feather, like everything's Piecing together in yeah. uh, Lewis's mind now, you know, Japanese restaurant clearly was speaking to the owners on the phone. Everything makes sense. Uh, Lewis is highly disturbed when Ren turns around in that wig. <laughs> I saw. And so, yeah, can we talk about freaking ISIS, though? ISIS? I'm like, it's interesting how Ren's alias went on to be the name of a terrorist organization. But it's so
1: weird. Like, I, it's that. There has to be, like, a background behind what that means.
0: Well, I did. I looked it up. ISIS is um, an Egyptian goddess.
1: Okay.
0: I'm assuming that's probably where they got it from,
1: maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Um, It's just weird it's not, like, a Japanese name or something.
0: Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, yeah, it is a little disturbing in hindsight.
1: When I first (laughs) heard the terrorist group ISIS, the first thing I thought of was Tokyo Ricks.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's just crazy though When you watch it back And they're like Isis I'm like Well that aged poorly Yeah
1: Maybe you posted it But I've seen references To, to it before too
0: So Ren's up there Singing Dancing Queen Ooh,
2: See that girl Watch that scene Friday night and the lights are low. Looking out for a place to go. Where the oh, friend. Bright music Friend You know I'm gonna hold this over your head for
1: all eternity. It's a little bit of a shaky performance, but It is actually kinda shaky. Yeah. A lot of times they would ADR they'll ADR that or they'll like dub it in the singing, but
0: Yeah, but it definitely seems like it she's singing live. live. Yeah, yeah. So I mean you gotta respect that though.
1: Yeah. It was a, probably her choice, and, I mean, yeah, you gotta respect it. mm mm-hmm. Definitely.
0: And so I have this whole clip uploaded on our YouTube channel because I had embedded it into the review because it is a classic scene. Lewis hides in one of the booths, and he's just sort of mocking her singing he's and so, making these ridiculous faces. So and good.
1: <laughs> this episode, he's, like, spot on. Like, the whole, from start to finish, like, everything he does is... Really
0: funny, yeah. Classic Lewis, I think it is one of our most viewed videos on the channel. Oh, really? I'm checking it right now: 6,162 views, 74 yeah. likes, zero dislikes. You so, you know, and let's see if what people have said. Shia was hilarious on this show, LMAO. Um, and then someone just wrote ISIS, <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, man. So, basically now lewis knows Red's secret and he's not gonna let her off the hook with this he's gonna use it as his own form of torture and we get it's kind of another montage of him putting flyers up for tokyo rick's karaoke all around school
1: he dumps the feathers
0: yeah dropping yellow feathers on her Yes, and then the bandroom. Yeah, a lot of these montages are usually, like, three things, well, four max, maybe. Yeah,
1: comic rule of threes.
0: Comic rule of three, yeah. Um, ooh, this lady, too. Oh, wait, yeah, oh, I was yeah, looking yeah, up that yeah. other lady. Yeah, there was some lady, I looked it up, I think it was a Gilmore Girls person or something, and it said that she was the French teacher in Secrets and Spies. Oh, yeah.
1: And all the kids in this classroom are like, 10
0: yeah so young so okay so what we're talking about the final thing lewis does to get on ren's nerves about this whole thing is he sends a message for ren stevens to report to room 109 to ren's uh, french classroom so the french teacher reads the message and whatever and you know we see ren in the french class and yeah like everyone is 10 she's so big in comparison to everyone else
1: on top of it she's like tall too you would
0: logically think that she's in like a lower class
1: yeah
0: or something but it's like she's ren Stevens, she wouldn't be in like sixth grade (laughs) french or something yeah
1: uh, rudimentary classes and stuff
0: (laughs) can we just look up this lady though Okay, they got this wrong. Okay, this is funny. So this was the lady. The, so this woman on Gilmore Girls, her name is Fran, this character. And she's like an elderly lady. And as I'm watching Gilmore Girls, I'm like, I know this lady. And so I googled the actress, and then on her IMDb, it says that she was in Even Stevens, Secrets and Spies, as the French teacher. But she's definitely not the French teacher. Okay. I think they mixed it up. She's definitely the old lady, the old lady uh, at the mailbox. Okay. So that's kind of funny. Someone needs to go into IMDb yeah. and change that, too. Well, it's to, like the
1: Jim Wise credits. Like, he has some credits that weren't him.
0: But it's funny. They got the even Stevens credit correct.
1: The mo- yeah, super obscure credit.
0: Yeah, but yeah. not that she was the French teacher. It's just that she's that's an weird. elderly woman at the mailbox. <laughs> like, what would that credit even be? Elderly woman at mailbox, okay. <laughs> like... Like what would you even I'd change be it to? Old, old lady. <laughs> Something like that. Uh but yeah, okay, see that's funny. All right. Mhm. I never forget a face. This lady is in this episode for maybe 5 seconds and as soon as I was watching Gilmore Girls I was like, I know her. I know her. Oh, yeah. We're like almost to the end of this episode already. Mhm. That's why I said it feels like nothing's happening because I think, it's everything's just those two montages took care of like I, everything. I think
1: it's cuz you watched it so long ago too, so it's like Like, we're not going into every detail, maybe? I don't
0: know. I'm following what I did on my review as well, and I go pretty deep on those. It's not like, yeah, like we haven't missed anything. So, yeah, so the last thing is, yeah, so Lewis sends um, a note for Ren to go to Room 109, where he has the, you know, school band rehearsing, dancing queen and it's funny because in my review i said that they literally sound like they're dying and they also sound like the 20th century fox uh sax trumpet and recorder
1: (laughs) thing (laughs) the the golden trio you mean
0: (laughs) you know what i'm talking about yeah It's literally what they sound like, um, and Lewis is conducting them, and it's pretty funny.
2: Take
0: five fellas. Ren walks in and obviously she can hear that it's clearly dancing queen is what they're playing. Mm-hmm. As soon as she comes in, Lewis says, Isis and then she goes, What do you call me? I said Hi, sis. Isis <laughs> Which is the perfect, perfect oh, yeah. save and just perfect idea. He you know, you know he had that planned. Oh, yeah. She's not having it and suddenly this episode takes a really sad turn. Yeah,
1: it kinda gets gets kinda deep, like this whole section
0: here. So, you know, Ren pushes Lewis into the hallway and I did originally write that this scene crushes my soul. Yeah, same. Ren gets so fed up with Lewis; she just screams at him. She's like, Why were you playing that song? It's a
2: good beat. It's a real toe tapper. Do you think you're funny? I don't. Nobody does. In fact, we all feel sorry for you because we're out living busy, productive lives and you have... Oh, I don't know nothing. So just back off. Nothing, boy!
1: It's pretty harsh.
0: She is going off right now. And I think the worst part about it was to say that, like, nobody thinks you're funny.
1: Yeah, because that's all he has. That is all he has. And I think, like, it's definitely a low point for Ren, I think, as a character. I think it's, like, maybe her lowest point in the series. You know me, I relate to Mm Lewis as a kid. That was my thing, too. Like, I was... A jokester and I'd create like little projects for myself like Lewis did and you know like have mm-hmm. little tasks or things that weren't didn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things but in, in the, that moment in time were just something I would get lost in or whatever when she said that like it it hit hard too so you know mm-hmm. um, yeah you definitely feel for Lewis right here in some ways I think it helps define the not only the dynamic of the two of them but also like just Lewis as a character. Yeah. It kind of rounds out who he is. Without saying it, because she criticizes it, it's kind of showcasing what he's about and how people maybe view him. And you kind of see that she resents him maybe for the fact that he doesn't have a lot of responsibility and he can find joy in just the little things.
0: Well, we do find that out.
1: Oh, yeah, sure. I guess technically we do, so.
0: But one thing that I didn't like... I mean, I like the scene, Mm -hmm. Um, But, of course, it sucks to hear Ren say those things to him. But I think it's a really, really, really strong moment. And then she says, So just back off! Nothing, boy!
1: Nothing, boy.
0: (laughs) And I'm like, okay, that just ruined it.
1: Well, you could see that she was also probably just seeing red, maybe. And so she just was being incoherent, maybe? I don't know.
0: Yeah. But I don't know. But just every time she ends it with that, I'm like, "Mm, You were on such a good streak, Ren! (laughs) You were really giving it to him. And then just something about it as really? soon as she
1: says that. I didn't mind it too bad. I don't think I meant it.
0: I don't know. I just, that always bothered me. But anyway, Lewis just stands there taking the beating and it's really sad. He's just kind of looking down yeah. and it's really sad. So, cutting to the next scene here, Lewis suggests that the family should go to Tokyo Ricks, you know, for his choice for the international delicacy du jour. And, you know, oh, that could be interesting. So, when you know, when Eileen agrees to it and he walks away humming mm-hmm. Dancing Queen happily to himself, you know, he's doing this to try to get back at Ren now, especially, mm-hmm. I think, after, you know, she said all this stuff to him. Yeah. It's like, okay, gloves are coming off, lady, like.
1: At first it was just revenge for the Captain Whiskers. But now, yeah,
0: and just and just sort of revenge in general yeah. because he never can, you know. She's uh, as he says later on in the series, she's as clean as a Dutch whistle. Yeah. You know, he never has anything on her.
1: Yeah, she always she always has stuff on him, and now he has something on her. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So he's doing that to essentially reveal what she's been doing to their parents. Mm-hmm. Lewis suggested it the night that Ren yelled at him at school right mm-hmm. and then this is the next day, next day yeah. yeah so the next scene is the next day Ren comes to apologize to lewis in the hallway at school and she admits that she's you know a little jealous that lewis is so good at being able to let off steam and just have fun and she just doesn't know how to do that so she's been singing karaoke instead of doing that internship and it's really sweet, actually, you know, the way yeah. she just come and clean about this. And I, I totally get it.
1: Yeah. And it, like, it, it didn't take something for her to realize that she was in the wrong. She just, her own conscience was like, yeah, that was messed up to do. <laughs> you know, like she didn't have to have a moment of clarity. I think she just, the fact that, you know, he's her brother and, mm. you know, she still loves him. So yeah, right. I liked it. It wasn't, I didn't think it was phony or or corny at all. No. It was really good.
0: It's another real moment. Like, her yelling at him was very real, and this apology feels Mm -hmm. very real. Yeah. And so, Lewis was in the middle of filling up a water balloon. This is actually funny, because this is the scene where I thought that this was Jim Wise's son...
1: Oh yeah! This was the kid. I forgot about that.
0: Louis is filling up this water balloon and this kid goes to take a sip at the water fountain and he looks exactly like Jim Wise. It's insane. I thought there was no possible way that they couldn't be related. Um, But yeah, that's when I wrote to him and I sent him a gif of that kid. I didn't even ask if it was his son. I was like, are you related to this kid in any way? You guys look too much alike. And he's just like, yeah, that's my son, Tim! And then
1: it's not him, though?
0: and I believed it and I was so stupid too I wrote right back to him and I said ha 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 ha, I knew it and he never like was like nah yeah I'm just kidding so didn't find out about that until two years later a year later until we like interviewed him which is crazy. That was
1: one of the highlights of the interview, I think.
0: So we get a nice, yes, yeah, a nice sibling moment between Lewis and Ren.
1: But oh, You also forgot the, uh, when he barks at the kid.
0: Yes, yes. That is great. The kid is just standing there <laughs> in the middle of their conversation.
2: And I know that you know what I've been doing, and I just want to explain. Okay. Lomo well, leaves Roof! Well, I've been really overwhelmed lately.
1: I still do that to people. <laughs>
0: Just, like, Words. you just need to stop paying attention to what we're saying yeah. right now. It's like, can I help you? <laughs> and then I wondered, too. I wondered if that was an ad lib, but
1: oh, wait. probably not. Maybe there's a line there, like, what you looking at or something like that. Yeah. And he probably chose to do the bark.
0: So... Lewis accepts Ren's apology, but it's too late because mom and dad are already on the way to the restaurant and Lewis is, you know, freaking out because now he feels bad. He doesn't want Eileen and Steve to find out. So when he gets to the restaurant, uh, he starts doing everything in his power to distract Stephen and Eileen oh from seeing Ren when she eventually comes on stage and yeah he just starts going so over the top saying all these different things he has an allergy to everything he's, he's breaking out in hives they're invisible hives isn't that what he says yep.
2: but uh, we gotta go what? What? Because of my soy sauce allergy, I have a, I have a soy sauce allergy, and one piece of teriyaki, I'm gonna swell up like a balloon. And look at this, I'm breaking out in hives. You see that one? That's a hive. I don't see any hives. They're invisible hives. It's the worst kind of hives. I read in a book once. Yeah, and they're eating me alive now, and 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 it hurts. Louis, stop. We're staying.
1: When I first watched this episode, I don't. I think I've laughed harder than I've ever laughed at any tv show really and just this whole sequence with him he scoots the cart towards him and he starts doing the chef stuff oh yes. my gosh like i still laugh so hard it's one of my favorite even stevens moments he's like hitting yeah, people funny. in the face with lettuce
0: because this like never really stood out to me
1: at all, all that i would say it's very keenan and kell kind of like
0: yes yes
1: but keenan kell still one of my favorite shows of all time I, I can still watch it and laugh so yeah it's right up my alley
0: but yeah, this scene like never really meant anything to me. I was like, yeah, it's just Lewis acting stupid. It wasn't like I was like, oh my god, this is one of my favorite scenes in the entire series, like um, like you. But you know,
1: I was dying, th- like literally.
0: So he's doing all this stuff to distract, but it doesn't work. And what's like the last thing he's saying where he's like, look, it's a wound. It's a wound. It's a it's a I'm wound. salting
1: myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wound. <laughs> it's in my eye. <laughs>
0: oh man. It's so good. Steve and Eileen see Ren and, of course, Tom Virtue being so over the top.
1: Ren! Yeah, he, like, screams it.
2: Ren! No! No, it's... uh, Look! 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 Look over here! I'm salting myself! It's
0: my eye! Look at that! Look at it! It's a wound! It's a wound! He just screams it at the top of his legs and he's, like, sitting so still, too. Yeah. He's just, Ren! Oh my god. It just seems kind of weird. Like, really? Would you react that way? Just screaming Ren at the top of your lungs?
1: I think that's, like, kind of what encompasses what I was trying to say earlier, is her singing at the thing isn't something, it's not that bad. No. It's not, like, on par with Lewis knocking over a ceramic thing and then covering it up, you know? Yeah. It's just her singing at a bar. I, I don't know. To Ren, I think it's more catastrophic, and I think, that's what Lewis taps into, like kind of what her parents finding out mean to Ren. Yeah, it's. I don't think it's a bad thing. And obviously we see right now that they, the parents don't really care. Yeah. They embrace it.
0: I mean, they do at first for a moment yeah, there, yeah. but I think it's also like the wig she's wearing, the outfit she's wearing this time. She's in like a halter top.
1: She lied to them too. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Just that whole sort mm. of thing. So, I mean, like, I, I can see like you put it all together. It's just sort of like, oh, well, what is going on here?
1: Yeah.
0: And so, Ren apologizes again now. Thanks, Louis, I trusted you.
2: Mm. Ren, we thought you were at your internship. I haven't been going. I've been coming here to sing. Okay, not following. I've been working so hard, I just needed to have some fun. Yeah, yeah, she needed to have some fun. Because, you know, she really works hard, and uh, she could use a break. Because, you know, everyone could use a break. Even I could use a break. Not that I work hard or anything. But you know what? I could use one because... Enough. I'm I'm sorry that I lied to you.
0: Honey, why
2: didn't you just tell me you didn't want the internship? Because I didn't want to disappoint you. Well, honey, we're not disappointed. Everybody's got to blow off some steam every once in a while, go a little crazy. Really? Sure. Every family deserves a dose of wacky sometimes. How about now?
0: Nutty. Cuckoo! (laughs) Steve and Eileen are pretty much immediately understanding and of course Steve everybody deserves to go a little crazy sometimes let's go cuckoo
1: (laughs) he's so over the top here
0: he is he is and so they decide to just have fun right then and there and then
1: they sing the song
0: Yep. it cuts to Steve wearing Ren's blonde Farrah Fawcett wig (laughs) and singing I've Got the Music in Me which I do love this just because Tom Virtue is ridiculous Ain't got no trouble in my life No foolish dream to make me cry I'm never frightened or worried I know I'll always get by I heat up, I
1: cool down When something gets in my way, I go round it I got the music in me I got the music in me I got the music in me me. Lewis is doing the greatest dance moves ever.
0: Yeah, I said, I gifted and put it in my review. And I was like, tell me how this kid goes on to be a drummer Um, because he has no rhythm in his body.
1: (laughs) There are so many good dancing sequences, and even Steven's, just like Lewis always has good ones. Coach Tugnut has a good one. Tom has a good one. L- Loomis, of course. Oh, and then in the in Battle of the Bands, the little kid who does like the Yes.
0: The freak dancer kid.
1: Yeah, the freak.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and they all sing, I've got the music in me. And I did I did say seeing uh Lewis dance and sing like this is truly the eighth wonder of the world. Yeah. I said, what goes through Shia's mind while he's playing this character? I want to know.
1: <laughs> it's one of the only I think it's the only time that they use an actual song. And they use two, yeah. two of them in this episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're right, actually. Dancing Queen got the music in me. Yeah, they, they pretty much use stock music or original songs
1: mm-hmm.
0: for the entire series. You're right. I think so. But that's the end of the episode.
1: I I like this one, too, because in a series like Even Stevens, you need an episode like this because like what like where it's the dynamic is with with Ren and Lewis he's always like the screw up and she's always kind of pushing against him so
0: like flipping the script
1: yeah this one flips the script and I don't think any other episode really does it to this degree and I think Hmm. so I think that this episode kind of encompasses the spirit of the show more than a lot of episodes to me too Hmm. on top of the fact that I think it's really funny Like, it flipped the script, so I I think it's a very crucial episode in this series.
0: No, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I feel like I've said all my thoughts on this, honestly. I'm just sort of neither here or there with this one. It's at number 33, which is a pretty neutral spot, I'd say.
1: Yeah, it's right in the middle. Literally, like, basically in the middle.
0: Oh, yeah, because if there's 65 episodes, that's close to 66, so... Yeah, smack dab in the middle of all the episodes. So yeah, just a very neutral ground for me. It's just it is what it is. I don't really feel mm. strongly one way or another about it. Eh, it's an episode. Yeah, that's that's how I feel about it.
1: Yeah, I, I remember at times being like, "Man, please be Tokyo Rick. Please be Tokyo Rick." Like before uh-huh. even seasons would come on. I remember like hoping that is this episode, especially when oh. like when you first watch an episode back well, cause then. Yeah,
0: because we didn't have guides that told us what the episodes too, were yeah. back then, yeah. you know?
1: But also, like, you you couldn't record stuff. I mean, you could VHS. With a VHS team, like, you couldn't, yeah. like, preemptively... There's no way to know what episode it was going to be on. Exactly. Um, and, like, you see something for the first time and you're like, man, that was an awesome episode. I want to watch it again. And you couldn't mm-hmm. just choose to watch it again like that, so...
0: Right. No, but, yeah, thinking about that, though... Yeah, it would always be like, up next is just, you know, stay tuned for even Stevens, followed by Lizzie McGuire or something. But you don't know what episode, you just know that it's going to be the show. Mm -hmm. And you just stayed watching to see whatever episode they were going to show.
1: Exactly. Which
0: is kind of interesting. There's a bit more of um, an element of surprise that's missing from today.
1: It's more fun that way.
0: So, moving on to our final segments... I feel like MVP is such a stupid one sometimes. I mean, because you're probably going to say Lewis, right?
1: Yeah, but I also do a non-Lewis MVP.
0: True, true, true. What's yours?
1: My non-Lewis MVP Mm -hmm. is uh, Russell.
0: Oh my God. I don't even know if I have one. Oh no,
1: Twitty Twitty, actually. I probably should have said Twitty. He was really good.
0: Yeah, because one of my favorite scenes is with him.
1: Do you have any trivia?
0: I do have some trivia. Is it true? Did you know?
2: That For your information. Is it true
0: that- What does that mean? The girl that goes to Ren's French class and hands the teacher the note,
1: mm-hmm.
0: her name is Nicole LeBron Hewell. I can't read my handwriting. Uh, And she won a Disney Channel contest back in the day to have a walk-on role on Evans Stevens. And that was her. And it's funny because I, I remember watching the episode and thinking... That actress that brought the note in doesn't know what she's doing. She's just standing there, like, really awkward, no emotion on her face, just meh. So when I read that and found out that she was a walk-on role, you know, Disney Channel viewer person, I was like, well, that makes sense. So yeah, I I didn't jot down all of the pop culture, but there's a lot in this one, probably. So we got ABBA, we got... I got the music in me, we got... What are the references? We got the Scream mask. Big Bird. We got Big Bird. Well, now I'm mad that I didn't thoroughly go through all of that, okay. but but that's that.
1: So the guy, the actor who played Tokyo Rick, Ken Takamoto, mm-hmm. he was in Dark of the Moon with Shia. Shia and Tom Virtue.
0: Right. Tom Virtue was in Transformers, but they never, they apparently never crossed yeah, paths. Yeah, they were never in the scene together. So do you have any other trivia?
1: Um, I just wrote down the director, also directed Foodzilla, and I think a couple other ones, Peter Baldwin. The writers, mm-hmm. uh, Susie Volandry and Sarah Cunningham, they wrote a bunch of Even Stevens episodes. They did. Some really good ones, some that I don't love, but 12, I think, total, so mm. yeah. that's all I got.
0: So it's time for our favorite segment, yeah, it's time for Tweets. So there were quite a few of this um, for this episode. And I think it's because anytime you put music in an episode, it'll automatically be more memorable. Yeah. I mean, at least that's what I've come to realize. Like Influenza. Influenza is like the one episode everyone remembers. The band episodes most people remember. BB Mac episode people remember. And so this one had the Dancing Queens section not once, but twice. Yeah. In it. So I think a lot of people remember that. So Mm -hmm. we got a lot of tweets here, actually. I haven't picked like what the best ones are. So I'm just going to read a bunch. Hannah Pollock says, okay, Mamma Mia is good. But does anyone remember when Ren from Even Stevens sang Dancing Queen at a Japanese karaoke bar? Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, you know, am I the only one who thinks of even Stevens whenever I hear Dancing Queen? Like, that's a pretty common tweet.
1: I like how it was a karaoke bar, but she just had a scheduled performance.
0: Oh, yeah, she had a scheduled performance.
1: It wasn't karaoke. She was just singing the same song every day.
0: It's like Ren, like open your repertoire a little bit (laughs) just dancing queen every night (laughs) so dr pena the second says every time i hear isis i just think of that episode of even stevens when ren sang dancing queen in that club under the fake name isis (laughs)
1: same
0: i think this is funny jesse says do any of you guys remember a show called even stevens remember that episode where the girl with a weird name sang dancing queen Wren? Yeah, I guess Wren is a weird name. maybe.
1: I'm just used to it, I guess.
0: Grant Patton says, Dancing Queen is a terrible song. The only reason why I'll respect it is because it was on Even Stevens. Same. (laughs) I love this. These are almost like story time here. (laughs) Josh Kerr says, When I was little, I threw up while watching the Dancing Queen episode of Even Stevens. Every time I hear that song, hashtag, it makes me sick.
1: (laughs) He probably has Invisible house
0: so another one at Army Frabby, says every time we have rice I remember that uh, even Stevens episode when they were having rice and it was too sticky yeah. and this was this was one of the tweets where I said how the Vietnamese international delicacy du jour could be iffy today I didn't hear this one. an Asian girl tweeted this yeah. She said, here's a fun activity. Make and eat Vietnamese sticky rice with your white suburban family, Even Stevens. <laughs> this is kind of funny the way this person wrote this out. So at T.O., whenever someone mentions ISIS, my thought goes directly to Even Stevens, ISIS, episode Secret and Spies 2000. <laughs>
1: oh wow, they like rattled it off there.
0: And uh, let's see if there's one more here. And the last one... Holly Randall says I've never personally identified more with a TV character than in that one episode of Even Stevens where Ren fakes interning with a politician so she can secretly sing ABBA karaoke at a trendy restaurant to relax. (laughs) And then she responds to it and says like responds to her own thread and says, did they steal this storyline from my autobiography? The world may never know. It's all perfect, except my girlfriend's stage name is Isis, which in hindsight was a poor choice on Disney's part. Oops.
1: <laughs> Man, what if someone's name was actually Isis? Like, because it, yeah. it's it, like it's an actual name.
0: I mean, yeah, it's an Egyptian goddess. It's crazy. Yeah. So those are some tweets for the day. <laughs> all right. Final segment. Best quote. Uh, you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. I guess I have two quotes, the first of which that I have written down here, which I guess would be my main one, is when Lewis is conducting the band and he says, Javier, that's your cue. So good. Yeah, it's just the name Javier. And, like and he just, like,
1: ju- he totally ad-libbed that, too.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, I hope so. I mean, I feel weird, you know, the way we keep saying, oh, that was an ad-lib, that was an ad-lib. When Matt Dearborn told us, he's like, yeah, nothing was ad-libbed. It was all on book.
1: But then Shia said a bunch of stuff was ad-libbed.
0: Yeah, but then, remember, Dearborn was like, well, maybe he thought that know. way. Because of, like, the he, the, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. But it's it's yeah. still a mystery.
1: I don't know. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Conflicting information. But yeah, that's great. And I just love Shia's voice, of course, as well. Just the way he says it is wonderful. And then my second quote is so simple. It's not even really anything, but I just always laughed. Uh, It's when Twitty is singing, you know, girls do weird things or whatever. And Lewis says, "Okay, I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you something. I'm going to show you. My quote, though, is then when Lewis says, get out, get out of my house. Get out of my house. I just don't know why, like, I've just always, like, the get out, get out of my house. Like, the stuttering. Th-
1: he says that again in another episode, I think, too. Like, something similar. He says. Well, he says it to Beans a lot, well, yeah, he right? says it to Beans, but maybe that's what it was, yeah. It's a, it, I mean, Shia's delivery is uh, perfect.
0: So, your best quote?
1: Uh, it, honestly, this is really hard. I've probably quoted a dozen different things from this episode on a daily basis at one point in my life.
0: See, see, I'm interested in hearing this because S- I couldn't think of any other quotes.
1: I lo- Okay, so I'm going to give a couple runner-ups. I loved Javier, that's your cue. Mm-hmm. The Hey Stooley, Why You Speak in Japanese, classic. Mm-hmm. And then I think my number one, because it was one that, I don't know, I just loved it. It was just so creative, I think, was the Invisible Hives line. When he says, <laughs> They're invisible got, Hives. I'm breaking out in hives. He says, I don't see any hives. They're invisible hives. Yeah, yeah. They're the re- worst. They're the worst. I read it in a book once. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like something when I was a kid. I like used to say it all the time about stuff if I didn't want it, if I didn't want to eat something or if I didn't want to like do something. Like, oh yeah, it makes mm-hmm. me break out in hives. Yeah, look, I'm already breaking out in hives. And
0: they're like, oh, no, you're not. They're invisible, no, they're invisible <laughs> hives. They're invisible
1: hives. And, and even just the, not even in reference to hives or invisible hives, I would just say, yeah, I read it in a book once. Like, I would just say that about stuff all the time. I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I read it in a book I once. just love that little sequence right there. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that's my quote.
0: All right. Well, I think that's everything, yeah. unless you have anything else you want to add. I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Feels good to be back, trying mm-hmm. to get back into the swing of things here. I love um, the uh,
1: the stuff with your mom. That was a good episode.
0: Oh, thanks. Yeah.
1: It was hilarious. I was laughing like the whole time.
0: <laughs> well, thanks. She'll appreciate that. But uh yeah, we had a good time. It was fun sitting down and talking to her because you know, I haven't really sat down and talked with anyone else on the record about the show before other than you. So we don't record in person either, mm-hmm. so it was it was different to have someone right next to me sharing a microphone. Yeah, it's true. And talking about it. Uh it was it was fun. We were very giggly.
1: Yeah, it was funny.
0: So, yeah, guys, so thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on all the socials, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, EvenStevensRank.com. So, yeah, that's about it, and we'll see you guys in the next episode.
1: See ya.